Hello everybody, welcome back to Not Another Isekai. Uh, yeah, we're getting into the season now. We're like, what are we, uh, three episodes at least for everything? So a few things that are a little bit later, only about a quarter, but some things we're already on episode five of, so we're getting through, what is it, it's the end of April, right? So yeah, that makes sense. We're getting into it though. Um, yeah. We'll start with, uh, Vinland Saga, season two, episode 16. Um, yeah, this is a lot of the aftermath of last episode, um, with the whole Gardar stuff, uh, we find out that Gardar's still here, and Arnite hid him, uh, which is funny, because I, I was thinking, especially the way the last episode ended, I was thinking that maybe they were gonna, like, run off together or something. <laughs> Didn't happen, though. Um... Also, they didn't really, well, I guess, Kettle's still not here. We're still waiting on that to kind of, to kind of rebound, right? Because we still have Kettle and the two sons and uh, the other dude. It's like, Hephaestus or something. What was, what was his name? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was something. Um, yeah, we still have that guy. They're still on the boat. I don't know how long it's going to take to get here. But also, how long has it been on the farm, though? Like, you know, the whole the, the timeline of everything is a little, little, uh, unknown. But yeah, because what I was going to say is that, you know, I'm surprised they haven't, like, like, punished Arnhide. Because she is a slave who very much did not do what they were supposed to do and caused, you know, it was implicit in, uh, in many deaths. <laughs> um, but I guess Kettle's not there. Um, and also... Uh, you know, I figured they, they figured they probably need her to kind of draw out, um, you know, Gardar, which makes sense. It makes sense. Um, and then Anor and Thorfinn are all the way down to help Arnhide, which is, which is nice. Um, I don't know what they're going to do though. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because Anor and Thorfinn are so are so uh, so ready to be free you know they've been earning this for the past what like three years i think right and i feel like this can put everything in jeopardy you know because i mean kettle that's a you know kettle's deal um you know he's like he's, he's like arrangement with them he could rescind that at any point you know what i mean like he is still their their owner right so he could if he really wanted to <laughs> You know, so it's just funny to me that they're that they are willing to risk everything like that. Um, again, Kettle's not here. I feel like Kettle coming here is going to be the catalyst for many things, many things to happen. Um, and uh, we see that Spherical is kind of kind of a double agent almost. I mean, he's listen, man. He's he's the old man. He's the original owner of the farm. He can kind of you know he's he's untouchable for the most part. Um, he's also dying. <laughs> So I imagine those those two things, the little Venn diagram of those two things, right in the middle, is where he's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, and so, uh, you know, he does have this little, uh, you know, this little monologue with, with Snake, and he, and he almost tries to convince Snake to be a farmer, to just, like, settle down and be like, hey, you could, you know, you could have a piece of this farm, you could be set, like, it could be an easy life, you know, you don't, you know, you don't have to do it, what, what you're doing, and, and Snake, I don't know, maybe, maybe for a second... Seems like he might, uh, you know, he might want to agree to that, but nah, he, he, he ends it. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be some farmer. I'm not going to sit around and no, I'm not doing that. 
um, there are a lot of questions though of like where he came from, you know, because uh, you know, Sfer you know, Sferico was pointing out the sword, and how like that, you know, that 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 sword wasn't made around here or something. So there's a lot of mysteries of his upbringing, um, you know, which I think matches him very well with Thorfinn, because Thorfinn's kind of the same way, where it's like, where did where did Thorfinn come from, you know? Um, they use Anar as a distraction. But Snake, Snake doesn't fully take the bait. He comes back, and this is where we're really setting up for next episode. And I feel like next episode is gonna be, gonna be huge, um, because like, I mean, come on, you know, like like spherical, not spherical, Snake, and Thorfinn, going at it right now. You know, they're they're, uh, they're like immediate encounter where where Thorfinn did this nice little flip thing, and it was like, ooh, you know, they're just kind of. Um, they're just kind of checking each other. They're like, what are, what's your skill level? What's your skill level? You know, kind of, you know, that uh, that nice little clash real quick there for a couple seconds. You see, like, Thorfinn, like, uh, what is it? Like in Sherlock Holmes, you ever watch the Sherlock Holmes movies where um, Sherlock will, like, predict what the enemy or what was, uh, I don't know enemy i guess is going to do and he like and he like sees in the future he like predicts all the moves like look he's gonna do that so i'm gonna do this that's almost what thorfinn is doing here which is which is funny uh because again we're you know we're kind of digging deep and reaching into what what thorfinn used to be we used to be this just like this is like killing machine right and ghost Askeladd is there again we haven't seen him in a few episodes or so and he's you know he's have his arm wrapped around his shoulder and He's kind of playing both angel and devil, you know, because there's initially, especially going back to the few episodes ago where Thorfinn was like dying or whatever. And, uh, you know, he was he was having the, the crazy dream, right? Almost too much to be a dream, more, you know, more so of like a vision. And it basically ended with Ghost Askeladd being like, hey, don't ignore everything you did, but you can be better than us. You know, like this is your fight now. You know, you're still a warrior, but you're not the warrior in the sense that you're on the battlefield killing a bunch of people, a bunch of innocent people, especially like your fight now is to carry all that weight with you and do better, you know, like make change in the way that you want to make it rather than just being used as a as a sword, you know. Um, and so that's kind of what Ghost Asklad is here. Again, he's saying it in much less words. Uh, but then he's like, well, you know, nothing you can do, right? You know, you got to kill him, kill him, be killed, right? You can't do it. And so I like that he's not like set on one thing. I mean, because again, realistically, probably not a ghost, <laughs> you know, probably not really him speaking from like the afterlife. It's most likely, you know, just like Thorfinn's conscience, you know, being embodied by Askeladd, you know, someone who he spent most of his life with, um, and was also the driving force in just him living, right? Like, pretty much the only reason that Thorfinn wanted to live was to do, to properly duel Askeladd and hopefully kill him. Um, and then, yeah, that is kind of where the episode ends with, um, them kind of squaring off, and he takes this, like, weird stance, you know, even, even Snake in his mind, he, he kind of notices, um, and points out how strange Thorfinn's stance is. Like, oh, it's not really, it doesn't really make sense for like holding a sword or holding a spear. So he's, he's intrigued. 
And uh, I'm, I'm just saying, man, next episode is going to be great. I, you know, I can't wait to see this fight because um, we don't really know. We Okay, so it's it's interesting because on Thorfinn's side, he's much more of a known quantity to us, right? Like the entire first season was surrounded by Thorfinn. So we know, we also know what he's done. Like we've literally seen him in action, um, just, just, just decimating. <laughs> um, but what we don't know is what he still has. You know, he hasn't done anything like that in quite a long time. He hasn't had the, the motivation to, right? Um, I mean, more so he's had the motivation to do the opposite. And also he has, just hasn't really fought in a long time. You know, I'm sure a lot of the muscle memory is there, but he still hasn't done it, right? I mean, it wasn't like when he was and he was doing it literally every day. A little rusty, right? A little rusty. Uh, but then on Snake's side, he's like, we don't know. You know, we've seen him a little bit in action, just just a little bit here and there, uh, but not really. So we don't really know what, what he's capable of. We don't know where he stacks up against Thorfinn. You know, like, should, should we be scared right now for Thorfinn? Or is this more like, eh, Thorfinn's got it. Right, Snake, Snake's nice, you know, he's better than all the other, you know, bumbling idiots <laughs> that he has in his crew, but he's not, you know, he's not Thorfinn, right? So we'll see, you know, it's, it's interesting, um, especially with what the outcome could be, you know. Um, I imagine even if Thorfinn loses, he's not going to die, right? Like, we're not, we're not losing Thorfinn in this series. <laughs> um, I also don't think Snake, I don't think either of them are going to die. Um, you know, even though Snake was like, I'll kill you, you know, I mean, Thorfinn, just from a writing perspective, I'm like, you can't kill Thorfinn, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but then even from Snake's side, I'm like, eh, I, I don't know, I don't think, you know, more so in character, I don't think Thorfinn is gonna kill, right, I think that would, that would break him, that would truly send him down either the path of becoming a recluse and just, like, I'm not allowing myself to do anything anymore. I'm going to just go hide in the woods or something. Or it would do the opposite and send him back on the path of destruction. <laughs> which which could be fun to watch. But yeah, I don't think, you know, I think it'll probably end with either a distraction. Like someone comes barreling in or something. Like like Kettle or something. Or maybe Canute and his, and his people are here. And they're like, oh no, what's going on? And that kind of interrupts their, you know, their little fight to the death. Um, or I think that Thorfinn will win and he won't kill Snake and they'll kind of have like this, like unspoken agreement as to what just happened, right? But we'll see. Again, it's it's, it's gearing up for, for some, a, a crazy episode 17, I think. Next, we got Hell's Paradise episode five. Um, wow, I spelled that name completely wrong. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, like, realizing about each other in this episode. A lot of understanding, I feel like. Um, we got, we got Gabimaru, uh, found many plants resembling the others that were killed. Um, so yeah, he's like, he's looking around, he's like, because the whole setup for this is that no soldiers or whatever, adventurers, explorers, were able to get back with the elixir because they would always they i mean most of them would come back and then when people would come back they would like turn into plants <laughs> which is just crazy you know he's saying like oh i was i was running across some plants and I, i'm seeing a lot of plants that are resembling people right so not necessarily 
I'm just seeing bodies everywhere. Like we've seen them before. It's more so like they've they've overgrown, and now like the the island is like consuming and then reusing these bodies, um, which is which is uh which is sick. <laughs> um, and then even more so about the island, he's finding uh, or he's kind of realizing, and everyone else is as well that there's these these animals that they've been encountering, right? Just like the regular ones, but also the regular ones, which then turn into weird like half and half, like half animal, half human like spirits <laughs> and um their conclusion from that is that that's almost proof that the elixir of life exists because these animals are able to exist off of um or not not really exist but they're able to just live forever it seems right like they are immortal um so it's like oh that that could be not not like hard evidence but in their mind they're like connecting these dots that's like okay well that could be proof that the elixir of life is here on this island because how else are these animals able to do what they do um so that's cool right i mean i mean i feel like that that moment is definitely more for the characters in the show <laughs> rather than us viewers because we're like well the elixir has to exist right because then like what is the show <laughs> Turns out, oh, elixir isn't here. Okay, so we just did all this for nothing. The whole story was meaningless. Um, then we bounce back to to Sigiri, and she's staying strong, trying to prove herself. It's a very weird character that that we've chosen to focus on, because um, she is one of the uh, one of like the, the the samurai or whatever. And uh, but, but but she's like not really built for it. Like she's more so she feels obligated to do this because of her family, because of her clan. Uh, but she's not like really like we, we've seen her kill right like a episode one episode two episode two um we saw her just just destroy those those three dudes those three criminals but for the most part she's not she's not really like all the way there um you know especially for a mission like this um you know even that one dude was like are you strong enough to kill gabimaru or whatever his nickname i forget what his nickname is um like the white lotus or something <laughs> um are you strong enough and honestly she's not like we like, like we've seen them face off and it's like ooh, she was she was uh she was struggling you know and I, and I don't necessarily think that has anything to do like i don't really i don't personally take that as indicative of her skills i think it's more so just gabimaru was crazy like i don't think gabimaru is losing against anyone on this island but you also have to look at it from the other perspective because no one else had to face Gabimaru before. So it's like, well, you can't do this. You know, it's like, I personally don't think anyone else there could do it either. But there's hard evidence <laughs> that specifically Sigiri cannot. Um, but then we do see a, we, we do have a moment where Gabimaru says that Sigiri is stronger than him. Again. I don't think that's true. I think he was more so, I mean, even when he was explaining it, he was like, I don't really know what it is. I don't know if it's like technique or skill or emotion or something. Like he was just listening off a bunch of random things. So physically and like with the blade, <laughs> I, I really don't think Sagiri is stronger than him. I think that's crazy. Uh, but may, maybe in other ways she is, right? Um, again, even with that, not 100% sure because she's like super... I don't know, like, she's even pretty unsure of herself, so, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm sure to come back around. I feel like they are kind of kindling something between them. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be like a, I mean, it's definitely not going to be like a, a, a romantic thing because he's all about his wife and all that. Uh, you know, but there is something there. There is something like, like friendship or, or just some sort of like understanding between these two characters. Um, you know, I mean, we've, we've, I mean, we've definitely seen stuff like that before in, in media, right? Where, um, the, captor and the cap d <laughs> they're like oh we're you know we're supposed to hate each other because you're a criminal and i'm i'm the law or whatever you know and vice versa but at the end of the day they may not become friends but we have seen stories before where they do like help each other out as like a a mutually beneficial relationship that they have right so we'll see um then what else uh oh and then at the very end that that the giant the the, the giant criminal just come just clapped <laughs> the the other samurai guy and honestly you know very happy because <laughs> that guy i don't remember his name that guy was terrible he he was the one where every chance every chance that he got he would just like he would just put down sagiri and it's like what are you doing you know like there's there's part of it that's like he's there's an angle you could look at that that as as like he was trying to be helpful you know, of his, of his fellow samurai, of like, hey, you're not, maybe your skill level ain't all the way there, maybe you should go home, and we can kind of handle this, right, and if that's true, okay, but still, like, you're still talking to her as if she's, like, a child, <laughs> and it's like, hey, I, I wear the same uniform as you do, like, that's, like, that's not fair, so, um, I'm glad he got destroyed, <laughs> kind of scared for Sagiri, though, because I don't know if he's, if the giant's just, like, on a rampage, and he's like, well, I'm going to kill everyone now because that's beneficial to me. Or if he was truly just fed up with that man. <laughs> and like, he's, he's we're going to cut back to episode five, uh, six and he's going to nod to Sigiri and Sigiri's going to nod to him. And there's going to be a little uh, uh, nonverbal little communication there and they just go their separate ways. <laughs> Maybe that's what will happen. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think... I think it's a very important episode, um, especially with some of the research that was done at the beginning. The plants, the elixir, all that stuff, and then even Sigiri and Gabimaru's relationship. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, and, and then even uh, Gabimaru talking about that, like, one clan or whatever, they're, like, group of, I don't know what they are exactly, if they're, like, assassins or something, or if they're, like, the real police <laughs> that are coming in to, like, stop everything, I don't really know. Um you know they're you know they're brought up again so I've, i'm sure at some point this season we'll see them because why would they keep talking about them right um but yeah yeah i think it is definitely gearing up for uh some big stuff to happen next especially the next episode is about halfway through so next we got konosuba an explosion on this wonderful world episode four um yeah, what happened this episode? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So I like that a lot of this series is Megumin and Union relationship. I think that's really fun that they're able to play with that. Because in the main show, um, in the main show, they have this kind of like, uh, I don't know, this like, almost like sibling rivalry, right? They're, they're not siblings, but like, they have this like sibling rivalry, where it's like, oh, we're gonna, we, 
we're trying to be better than each other, but we still like each other, right? Um, so like the, I mean, this episode especially really plays around with that, um, you know, and it's the Megumin character. I feel like is so fun to to watch because we have like in the very beginning of the episode, we have her like fantasizing about becoming the Demon King, right? And like, ah, oh, just like wreaking havoc and everyone bows before me, right? That you know that 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 kind of cliche. Um, but then this episode ends up with her kind of going soft for Union and like helping her out right in a way that union just wasn't wasn't really ready to do herself um you know i like i like megumin's kind of uh her 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 reasoning to those girls where it was like she you know she's desperate for friends and so you are you are taking advantage of her even if even if you would legitimately want to be her friend you kind of like knowing that and being like, hey, why don't you, you know, why don't, you know, why don't we kind of raise some money? It's like, ah, that's, that's just not cool, you know? So, um, but yeah, yeah, with, with the whole like, oh, my friend's little brother needs medicine. Okay, okay. And so trying to raise money. And so, and, you know, Mega means over here, like, well, I don't have any money. <laughs> it's so funny how, how she's broke. It's such a funny, like, character trait. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, that is one of her three character traits that Megumi doesn't never has money and her family's broke. Um and like it actually plays into the story in like different funny situations uh, as well. And so, you know, Megumi's like, alright, well I'm gonna make the potion, and so she does, and is able to get Union's money back. And it and like she got really serious at you know, at at the end of the the interaction, you know, they're kind of messing around, but there there was a point in the interaction where it looked like Megumin was ready to throw hands, like she was upset, like her her eyes started glowing, and you know, because you know, she was very serious about it, she was like, "Hey, like this isn't cool, like you're taking advantage of her, like, you know." And it's like, "Oh, you and you wanted to help." It's like, "Yeah, but you you know what you're doing." Like, there's a difference between mugging somebody and knowing that they will help you because of their own insecurities and so you take advantage of them you know like we're not saying you did the former but you definitely did the latter and uh yeah yeah so she was upset like even the girls were like hey okay calm down like you're like you're actually kind of scary when you get mad because because megami i mean that's another funny thing about this show i feel is that like even though this is focused on megami's like upbringing and schooling and all that stuff um we don't really see a lot of actual learning i feel like right at the point where they're earning um like skill points or whatever and it's funny because megumin is like definitively number one in the class like we haven't seen them really do anything you know like at at this stage (laughs) we haven't seen them perform any magic yet i don't know it's just it's a very interesting way to like tell this story you know um and then, uh, yeah, and then they kind of have, you know, Megumi and Yunyun are together at the end. They argue over kind of advanced magic and explosion magic. Um, you know, we see, again, more of the little uh, trail of going to the main show with them being like, you can only, you know, most, most people don't even have enough, like, magic in them or whatever to use it. And then even if you do, you can only use it once a day. That's why it's, that's why it's joke magic. That's funny because that's true for Megumi as well <laughs> in the main show. I don't remember if she ever gets... Like, gets it to be more than just once a day. I wonder if they'll ever, like... 
if they'll ever like expound like they'll like upgrade it where it's like oh she can use it twice a day now and it's like the biggest moment of her life you know what i mean i mean because i think it would still be funny that she could only use it twice a day <laughs> but uh yeah and then they fight or whatever and, and union wins that's funny um but after all that it does end with something crazy happening in megamine's house we'll say megamine's house been broken into so maybe next episode we'll finally see some sort of magic uh some sort of magic being used because we do know that there was um i mean is this really spoiling something because this is a prequel <laughs> so i feel like if you're watching the prequel, you should probably already know everything that happens in the main show, but just, I guess, warning, slight spoilers for the future, even though we've already seen the future, but whatever, I guess you've been warned. Because um, we do know there was a moment, and I hope we see this moment, I imagine we will, but we know from the main show, Megumin, um, I think, she, I don't remember who she was talking to explaining this, but... Um, she did explain like why Union means so much to her, or at least one of the reasons why Union means so much to her. And there was a moment where uh, Megumin was trying to save her little sister from, I don't know, some like monsters or something. And she didn't have any magic, I think, or something because she was storing up all of her points, right? Her, her, all, all of her skill points so that she could... Uh, spend them on on learning explosion magic right so that's why she didn't spend any of them she was like well i'm not at a level yet where i can have access to the explosion magic stuff so i'm not going to spend any points on other stuff i want to put all my stuff all of my energy into this and so um and so she <laughs> it was funny because she like had the card you know she's like in the bushes or something she had the card and she was like sweating of like like you know it's like inner turmoil of like trying to decide what she can do because she's she's literally like her whole life is based around her learning explosion magic like that is her life's goal um her 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 own drive right and so she was like do i just give up on that and learn some some other types of magic to, to save my little sister and it sounds crazy but like it, it really does make sense when you look at her character right and union was there as well and union i mean I don't think Megumi knew that Union was there. I think Union also just kind of like scrolled, like scrolled up. And um, Union ended up spending her points on on some other like, you know, some other basic stuff, right? Um, because she saw that Megumi was struggling. And she also knew how much Megumin wanted to do explosion magic. Like she was very aware of Megumin's goals and all that stuff, right? And so she spent her own points to learn some other basic magic to save her little sister. And... Um, that was a big sacrifice for her because she, you know, we mentioned it, we, you know, we heard this episode where she wants to learn advanced magic. And so she kind of, in that moment, she kind of had a huge setback because of that, because she had to spend her points on other stuff. And so now I think in the main show, that's why she's seen as so weak because she kind of was forced to go the, you know, the like all around route where instead of focusing on like one or two things, she kind of just spent points in a lot of different areas so like nothing is super strong um you know but that was kind of kicked off by that moment you know of like saving megamine's sister you know and like she did that because she knew you know she i don't know it was her friend and she and she was very selfless in that moment uh but then on megamine's side you know that's you know that's why you know they kind of mess with each other but she 
she might actually look at Union as like a, a like sister type um, relationship, right? So anyway, I would I would hope that we see that moment in here somewhere because that's also kind of connected to possibly what next episode is going to be because it's like, well, they don't really know magic, right? <laughs> so if there are intruders, like maybe next episode is the moment that I just described. You know, maybe that's when this happens. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next, we got Dr. Stone, New World, Episode 4. We are advancing very quickly. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going crazy. Um, we got, like, GPS. We got radar. We got sonar. Now, you know, because now all, all that stuff is sort of, like, spearheaded towards the goal of finding this other person. Um, Senku is convinced that this person has something to do with the petrification um i think a lot of other people do for me me personally i'm, I'm watching this and i'm like i don't know that i'm ready to plant my flag yet right like i don't know that that person necessarily has like i, I totally get their reasoning where it's like well one there's other people you know you would imagine the probability is pretty low of other people be getting revived like also getting like dripped on or whatever from the like revival juice you know the same way senku was so imagine it's pretty you know pretty unlikely that they're in they were in that situation that they were in the same situation that senku and them were you know but it's possible i mean it's also possible that they were also some sort of descendants of the people who didn't petrify the same way that like chrome and them were right um possible but they're going all the route there you know they're putting all their eggs in this basket of like no 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 these are these are the people behind it <laughs> Which is, I don't think, a guarantee. Um, I mean, again, I totally get their logic with also the message, right? Where it's like, why wouldn't your message be like, hello, or who are you, or something like that? Like, why is your, you know, why are you spamming why? You know, like, that's such a weird thing. It's weird, you know, I'll definitely give it that. But it's like... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not convinced that this is the answers they've been looking for. It'd be nice if it was. I mean, you know, that'd be pretty crazy. Um, I also feel like that's kind of like the end goal, though, for the story. <laughs> you know, so I don't know how much more of this story there is to tell. Because I feel like finding out the like the whole petrification stuff. I feel like that's like the end. That's like okay, we got it. Got the people. You know, because like then what else is the show? It's like, oh, well, we know the big mystery behind what caused the show to exist in the first place. But, um, yeah, they many, many, many other good things happen because of the whole, like, radar and sonar stuff. Like, they're able to see, um, you know, through through the oceans. So they catch a lot more fish, which I feel like at this point they'd be sick of fish. <laughs> that was the whole point they got bread. But anyway, you know, you, you can make it a different way now. So I'm sure it's it's different than just, like, you know, putting fish over a campfire, right? Um, um, we got Chrome, a big, uh, you know, big advancement here. Chrome found an iron deposit. They got a mine. So they're, they're about to get crazy with the, with, with the metal and the steel. It's kind of their goals there. Um, they're, they're paving roads, which I guess uh, in, in hindsight, the way Senko explains it isn't really that advanced. It's like, yeah, well, it's mostly just like gravel. Um, you know, uh, but they got that. Um, they decide that transporting by sea is more efficient by land, so they're really going the whole ship route, 
which is nice and then they really need it because they're they're uh you know transporting all the iron so it's like this is is ridiculous <laughs> um and they have mine carts now too in the in the little mine they got so um you know i like i like the way that they'll like focus on one big advancement and like everything else in the episode kind of like branches off of it we're talking about radar and sonar okay what does that give us that gives us a lot of fish gives us the iron gives us like uh you know crazy advancements with a mine in general um you know helps us think of other ways to use the oil like paving roads for the cars um so it's, it's cool it's just cool you know so we're, we're getting closer and closer the whole like radar sonar stuff is, is crazy um you know because it really helps them find stuff that they would never found before um you know makes things a lot easier um and also we're getting closer to other people you know trying to you know, trying to find these other people um so yeah also having iron i feel like it's crazy like that i feel like is going to open up a lot of stuff um yeah 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 that's it for that uh tony kawa over the moon for you season two episode four um yeah yeah this one was a couple things <laughs> some stuff to do with aya some stuff to do with kaname so with aya uh, we got nasa is helping aya with her schoolwork um yeah that, that was just nice i mean i like that they're able to have some sort of working relationship especially with the whole uh, i feel like last season right where we knew that i had a you know had a huge crush on nasa and then we found out that <laughs> he was married she was you know she was pretty torn up about it you know but i'm glad they kind of moved past that um and like not have that just be Aya's character because you know because that'd be very annoying you know when you know, especially whenever a character is boiled down to just being jealous like that is their character it's like this is a waste you know you know so i'm glad they didn't do that with her character or it's like oh no she can still be here and have fun moments and fun interaction with other characters so um yeah and then uh and then uh yeah and then pretty much we just have the whole kaname stuff where kaname is a creep <laughs> like she's a creep yo like i like it's it works for her because you know it's it's endearing because of her personality and also her age i feel like you know where like with other characters and other shows that are creeps it's like i hate this character <laughs> i hate them with all my heart i wish they would go away but with this is like kind of endearing you know they're able to ride that line very well um because she she basically gives nasa a list of all the the different placements of a kiss and like what they mean which is crazy like what what kind of how do you spend your free time <laughs> this is this is what you do you just you just you just creating these lists okay gotcha okay cool and so like nasa's like super like like self-conscious about it the whole time um which i think is really funny this is one of the things i wanted to point out which is like it's funny that they are married you know but and, and, and they want to do different married stuff but they always get so flustered over it you know because again they don't they haven't known each other for very long you know just not not they haven't been married very long they haven't known each other for very long <laughs> um you know so it's just funny where it's like oh we want to do all this stuff but it's like ooh, should we <laughs> you know so um and then kaname on top of the kaname stuff then she gave sukasa the list as well and it's like okay god what is what is your end goal what are you trying to do here <laughs> 
Why do you always have your ear up to the door? <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but yeah. So, again, just, just just a fun time. You know, Nasa and Kanem, or, uh, Nasa and Tsukasa just doing stuff, having a good time, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I am, I think I mentioned this before, where I'm like, I would like, I mean, I totally get that this is definitely more so of like a, like a slice of life type thing. But there is part of me that's like, man, I wish there was just a little bit more like, like plot to the show. Just a little bit. Just like, you know, I want to like get to something, right? I mean, first season was good enough for what it was supposed to be. I mean, especially when, when like, you know, because I feel like first season was more focusing on, um, everything was new right so it's like oh we're doing this thing that thing meeting the parents or whatever right like it was all like oh we're newlywed so we're going through all the different newlywed stuff learning about each other all that but season two i feel like okay we've we've kind of gotten over that initial hump now we're just kind of riding that which is fine but i don't know that it's gonna make for a season that i can say is definitively better than season one and I don't know that it's it's going to be like, oh, well, are they getting a season three? Season three is just going to be the same thing as season two. Like, we're four episodes in, I feel like, injecting something. And, I, you know, I don't necessarily mean, like, some crazy conflict. You know, we don't necessarily need that, especially with, again, Slice of Life shows generally don't have conflict. It's just like, here's some fun stuff, right? But I would like just something, just, 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 just something a little bit extra, you know? Still very much enjoy the show. I very much enjoy it for what it is. But I don't know that... Like, first season, I was I was ready for a season two. The way the season is going, I'm like, this is good. But I don't know, I'm like, you know, I don't know that I'm like, gotta get a season three, you know. But, that's just me. Next, we got My Love Story with Yamada Kun at level 999, episode four. This one is great. Um, this one, uh, we have the... We, you know, we actually go through the whole meeting with the, with the guild. Um, so we got, you know, the, <laughs> they tried to, they tried to lie. <laughs> they tried to lie this episode because I remember last episode, right? Where I was like, well, so clearly the tall blonde kid is, is Rory, right? Like, like clearly that's, that, that's who it is. Like with his, with his like mannerisms and his knowledge, right? I was like, well, that's clear that's him. And, and that's going to be the joke, right? Like, oh, it's actually the guy is the, you know, you know, not the, you know, the girl, which is like, you know, but then at the very beginning of the episode, they, you know, they kind of throw such a rule on us where it's like, where, um, where, you know, quote unquote Rory is like kind of, you know, just like stonewalling. <laughs> Just severely stonewalling uh, Akane. That's her name. I didn't. I didn't write it down. This one. Um, so it's just fully stonewalling. I'm like, are they? Are they? Because like, she's not. She's like, she hasn't said it's not her yet. She's mostly just saying like, why are you here? Who are you? This is our guild meeting. We, like, why are you invading? <laughs> you know. And I'm like, is it? Is it not? You know. And then Akane in her head is like wow, she's, like, really different in game than she is in real life. And I'm like, are, is it her? And, and she's just, like, completely different? Like, that's so weird. Like, so for a second, I was like, they're not doing, like, the switcheroo is the fact that they're not doing the switcheroo. That's crazy. 
Um, and then it's like, no, 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 that's, that's not me. And then you find out that that uh, the, the tall kid's name is is Ata, and he is Ruri. And that spawns a whole other thing, which I feel like Akane makes such a, such more of a big deal out of it than it needs to be. It's like, I feel like it's fine for him to play as Ruri. Like, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> now, if he was doing it, now, obviously, when people do that um, and try to, um, try to what's the words i'm looking for um when they intentionally play someone else for uh for like malicious purposes that's different right that's that that's not cool but it's, it's a video game you can you can you can make a character look like whatever you want who cares um and obviously Ata is not doing the former he's doing the latter he's just like this is this is cool i i i like this you know this, this is just what the character want to play um it is weird though um, you know, we do see that the little girl's name is Runa, and uh, she is Ata's little sister. It makes a lot of sense. But it's weird, though, because we find out that <laughs> it, Ruri, which is the character that Ata plays, is modeled after Runa. And it's like, that's... See, I want to be on your side, Ata, but doing stuff like that, kind of weird. <laughs> it's it's not normal. It's not a normal thing a normal person would do. It's not something that I think is like... Uh, irredeemable where it's like you know we, you know we talked about with last uh last show that i just covered was uh was uh, uh what's the name of the show i covered tony kawa it's like the one character kaname very creepy right but is able to work because you know they you know they make it endearing um so with this character it's like eh you know i'm not like you know it's not like get this character out of here other shows and other characters that are played a different way might be like okay that guy i if, if that's your fan favorite you're you're wrong <laughs> but this is like okay it's, it's a little weird but you know he's just he's just super enthusiastic about the game you know he's not you know he's not trying to like lie to anyone or put on a mask to deceive anyone it's just it's, just, it's a little weird that's it that is that is fine <laughs> uh we got the old man too name is Takezo, uh, we haven't seen him at all in the game. I'm sure we'll see him at some point. That'll be fun. Same thing with Runa, you know, because you know, at first I, I was a little confused about this too, where I was like, I, I just thought that she was just the little sister of Ata, and she's just kind of tagging along. But no, she does actually play, and we just haven't seen her character either. So that'd be cool. When we finally do. Um, Runa called her out, which I thought was crazy, you know, because a lot of times there's those anime moments where it's like, oh, only you know, only the main character heard what the main character said right like it's it's you know and even though they say it out loud you just kind of forget it you know because it's it's storytelling right but with this runa definitely heard and runa was like wait wait what do you mean what do you mean by this and it's like oh no no it's, it's gonna happen you know and then off of that um she she drops her glass causes another big scene um oh she just dropped something i also dropped something just now I don't know if you could hear that, but, um, so yeah, like a big scene there. And so that's, that's a lot of tension, a lot of uncomfortableness happening at the table. Um, but they're able to get past it. You know, they're, they're able to get past it. I like the, uh, the conversation that Yamada and Eita have, um, where Eita's like, your, your indifference towards girls is abnormal. Um, and then we do have a, a quick little flashback to, possibly some moment in the past happening with him and some girl that maybe kind of 
caused him to have this this like outlook and this you know this like attitude towards towards uh towards females right um and that's nice you know i mean obviously not that that a moment like that would happen you know we don't we don't wish that on anyone but um in terms of just like character building right where it's like oh okay then we could have that moment you know maybe at some point we'll actually hear about something that happened you know if there was something that that spawned his his current attitude right um and that might build towards you know him being with akane so it's nice um and then uh runa very much wants to kick her out of the guild she's like i will make it my mission <laughs> it's like well hold on now hold on now you don't you know you don't, you don't gotta be so mean and again it's 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 mostly just you know uh you know Aether kind of explains it where he's like oh she's very territorial um she's also at that age you know she's at that like puberty age or whatever um, so like, okay, you know, I don't really blame Runa, I get it, I mean, we've had other shows, I mean, I'm sure you've seen a bunch of other, even just anime, um, where, like, the, like, younger sibling is super protective of the older sibling, um, you know, because they're, you know, they're afraid that, um, if the older sibling has friends, <laughs> then they'll never hang out with them again, they'll just hang out with the friends again, you know, so, we've, we've seen that plenty of times before. And then, uh, we have a couple really nice moments at the end, it's kind of all one scene, but, you know, it's kind of broken up into two things that happen. Uh, one is Akane gives Yamada a bunch of her food that, you know, that she kind of like, you know, her like meal prep, basically. Um, which, which is very nice because Yamada's like, well, I don't really cook. I just buy convenience store stuff. You know, he's eating pudding for dinner. It's like, okay, <laughs> you need to eat real food. <laughs> um, you know, so she like runs home and runs back and brings her like two bags of just like, you know, just like tupperware of, of meal prep like curry and stuff like that and it's just like it was a very touching moment where it's like no she's she's trying to be nice to you and she's she she clearly cares about you it's like hey you can't just you can't just be in dessert for dinner like you're not like you know and and it's also not like uh you know it, where a different character would be like no i want to eat dessert for dinner because i love sweets it's like no 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 he just eats that because he doesn't he doesn't cook so he just doesn't really know what to eat so he just eats random garbage for dinner and it's like nah you gotta it's not it's not healthy for your body you know um so it was very nice right where he's like ah oh, ah oh, that's great you know um the other moment was runa calling akane and apologizing and wanting to hang out with her that's a moment where i think is a little bit suspicious <laughs> where there's a part of me where it's like i wonder how genuine she is right now if she really is like ah oh, you know Ata got to me, and she, you know, Ata makes a lot of good points, you know, maybe I should apologize to her, and we should hang out, and we're part of the same guild and everything, so if she's gonna be around, we should get to know each other, which would be nice, but I'm also afraid it's the other side of the coin, where she's messing with her, and she wants to invite her to just, like, I don't know, just, like, rag on her or something, or, like, scare her away from everyone, which would be unfortunate, um, and that is also kind of, um, um, you know, connect to a moment that we see at the very end where Yamada looks in his calendar and he sees that on Saturday he has a tutoring session. So I don't know, was it, was it that he's tutoring Runa? Was that what he's doing? Or is he being tutored? I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. There's, there's something suspicious about that date in particular and the whole thing that, that Runa's setting up. There's, there's something that I, I imagine maybe next episode is going to be that. I would, I would guess, um, but yeah, 
Yeah, very, very good episode. This is definitely one of my favorite episodes. I, I like it a lot where it's like we're seeing a bunch of the people in real life. Um, so we're going to see them interact more in the game, I hope. Um, you know, Yamada and Runa, their, you know, their little feelings towards each other, um, you know, are definitely on a scale. I wouldn't say they're both like in love with each other or anything like that, but there's definitely some some sparks happening, some, you know, some things happening in Akane's mind, some things happening in Yamada's mind where it's like we're we're building, you know? I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm always here for it. So uh very excited for next episode. Next we got Skippin' Loafer, episode four. Um This is a great show. This is definitely one of my favorites of the season. I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um So we do see um uh, a, a big part of this show, of this episode, um, pretty much most of the episode, I think, right, is the whole uh, Shima and acting, right? So I like this because, one, I mentioned it last episode when it was, you know, introduced. I was like, oh, I love that we're learning more about Shima because obviously Iwakura is the main character, so we learn a lot about her, but Shima is, I feel like, the second main character, so I'm like, oh, I want to know more about him, you know, because all we know right now is he's kind of kind of lazy kind of just like go with the flow doesn't really have any goals in life just kind of just kind of living you know which is fine i feel like but at some point you gotta have a goal even if your goals change in life you gotta have something <laughs> you got something you want to be working towards um so um you know so i like learning more about his backstory and everything and maybe maybe a little bit indicative of what uh of like why he is why he is you know so um we we see that uh a very important point is that he he didn't really love acting necessarily he just did it for his mom he acted for his mom and so that right there is like oh this is there's like three more layers that we could peel back there i'm sure where it's like oh, okay so what what does that mean right because we know the dad was an actor so it's funny that he acted for the mom, not the dad. What's the situation there, right? Acted for the mom. Was his mom one of those moms that, like, lives vicariously through their children to a unhealthy, obsessive amount? Or was it just something that his mom liked? And he, as a, as a kid, he, he was like, oh, well, I want to make my mom happy. So, you know, I know that she likes actors or whatever. I don't know. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an actor, you know, you know, cause acting is in our, our family. So I'm gonna do that. It's gonna make her happy. We'll see you there, you know, um, what's the relationship like now with the parents, right? Cause I mean, him using a different name where it's like, apparently that's not really his name. Like Shima is not his name, you know? So I wonder if like he legally changed it or if maybe he doesn't have a relationship with his parents anymore, you know, because even when Iwakura was talking, you know, because Iwakura's talking about Fumi, and we'll talk about that in a second, but, um, you know, she was talking about Fumi and, like, her parents and stuff, um, you know, you know, Shima kind of had this, like, longing expression and this, like, answer of, like, oh, that's, you're, you're very lucky, or it's like, okay, so is he insinuating, you know, it, you know, is he trying to project his own life, or it's like, maybe he isn't close to his family anymore, and so that's why he's like, oh, I mean, you're, you're so lucky that you have people that, like, that are there for you like that because you know 
because I don't basically, you know, um, it's interesting. I mean, he definitely has friends, right? Like we've seen that <laughs> we, we, we've seen him have many friends, but like maybe he doesn't have any like friends that he's grown up with his whole life, or maybe he doesn't have, you know, family that he's, that he's close with. Um, so again, there's, there's lots of layers, even this one conversation where we learn just a little bit about him, it like opens up so many other avenues for more information and him delving deeper into and like sharing more with Iwakura. Um, so I, I've, I really like that aspect of, of this episode. Um, and a little bit about Iwakura, we, you know, we learn more because right now all we've known is she wants to be in the government. Like we, again, we've seen her plan, right? But now we learn a bit more why, which, which I think is awesome she's like yeah i mean you know i could have stayed at my 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 small town but like you know there's you know because there's a lot of work that can be done there but there's towns like that all over japan like i would rather uh, what she say she says i you know i want to tackle the problem at its core and so she's like i want to be i want to get high up in the government so i can like make widespread change in the country rather than just making my town better that's like wow that's like really thoughtful i guess I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a better word but really thoughtful and like almost almost selfless in a way because the more selfish option would be oh well, i'm just gonna make my own town better which is still pretty cool because like you're caring more about just yourself you're caring about your whole town that you grew up in right but but she's like no i want to i want to make the whole country better you know as a as a very blanket statement <laughs> um that's like oh okay that's that's awesome you know um, and then we get into a little bit about Fumi, where it's like, oh, no, Fumi is ride or die. Like, like Fumi's always been there for Iwakura. You know, uh, she's always looking out for her, taking care of her. Like, when when uh, the, 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 the studying and the goals and the, and the loftiness of everything was very close to consuming Iwakura, Fumi just, like, brought her out for dinner. And, like, it just, like, changed her whole life. You know, because she, she was there for her to, like, comfort her and be like, hey... This is real life. <laughs> First, you want to touch some grass. <laughs> and then you just realize that, hey, uh, you know, pass or fail, we're, we're going to go eat some food, you know? And she's like, oh, there's there's nothing to celebrate if I fail. And it's like, nah, like, this means so much to you. You know, the fact that you gave it your all is enough to celebrate. And it just, like, changes you because it's like, at that moment, she was so, she was so um, engrossed in her path and her goals and it's like hey there there's other stuff that's important and you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself you know the the whole weight of the country <laughs> is not on your shoulders um so yeah so just to have a friend like that is is awesome um and then they they pinky promise to each other basically to help each other um you know it's 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 more so on shima's end um you know where she has this great moment where she's like Hey, if you ever find a goal, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna be there for you. I, I want to help you, and then you know if you if you're a winner, if you get it or don't, we're gonna we're gonna go out and eat some food. And it's like oh yes, you know. And so it's 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 great, especially because you know Shima's there. Like, hey, oh man, you're really lucky to have someone in your life like that. And Iwakura's like, I can be the one in your life like that. And it's like oh yes, <laughs> you know. The more I watch the show. The more, and again, I don't know if the show is a romance tag, I don't remember, but like, the more I'm like, you know, this show could end with them just being best friends, you know, like this show doesn't necessarily have to end with them being like, oh man, we're, we're romantically together, you know, like, no, it could just be, oh, we're, we're best friends who just help each other and we, we're 
learned a lot about each other's life and we're there and you know all that stuff so um yeah and then we have a little bit at the end i don't feel this is too important but um we have iwakura and takamine uh they kind of understand each other at, at the beginning at least with like their like discipline right uh but then towards the end it's like nah iwakura is 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 different you know takamine is more like her whole life is surrounded by this um this like attitude and this uh this approach to her life whereas takamine is like eh, you know she, you know she's a little bit more carefree you know where she's like ah we, we can get it it's fine we can we'll we'll get the next bus in 15 minutes because i mean also she she came up in a different place right so like with her i mean just that moment of like oh man and buses come every 15 minutes this is great where takamine is like i have to wait on another 15 minutes I'm, I'm i'm losing a quarter of an hour where i could be you know i'm, I'm quarter a quarter an hour behind schedule you know but you know uh Iwakura grew up in a very small town, so she's just like, man, a bus comes twice a day, <laughs> you know, so it's like, um, yeah, and at the very end, you know, even, even Takamine is like, don't, don't follow me, <laughs> don't follow me, you know, what, you know, what I've done is not, is not the path for everyone, you should do what works for you, um, you know, and then even Shima jumps in, and he's like, you probably shouldn't follow the schedule then it's a, you know you, you have your own way of doing things and it's it's following the schedule to save time is actually going to waste time um which is funny because she's like oh that's that's super cold it's true but it's so cold <laughs> um but yeah yeah so again them kind of developing their relationship i think is where it's perfect um is that what the where the title skip and loafer comes from or like skip you know, like, you're know, like someone like skipping, you know, like that's kind of Iwakura where she's, you know, I mean, skipping is faster than walking, I suppose. And so she's kind of like intentional. Whereas Shima is like loafing, like you're just loafing around, you know, is that, is that where this comes? I don't know. Next, we got Heavenly Delusion, episode five. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, last episode, I was like, oh, man, it's really weird that his name is Haru. It's Maru. It's different. <laughs> I was like, man, there's no way it's Haru because the, the brother's name is, is, uh, is like Haruki or something. I'm like, man, like, that that's a really weird, like, why, like, why would they name two characters so close together? <laughs> you know, It'd be like, oh, there's one character named John and one character named Jonathan. It's like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just write one of the characters' names to be different? <laughs> it's going to be so confusing. Um, I mean, unless the intent of it is to, like, unless they're supposed to have similar names for, like, plot reasons, then that's different. But it's, it's just it's just stupid. <laughs> but no, it's, it's Maru. It's different. It's completely different. Um... So yeah, we have, uh, let's see, the very beginning, we have Maru just destroying those clowns. Just like, what are they doing? Why are they, why, why are they so mean? What are, you, what are you messing with me for? I'm just here playing the arcade, you know? But I do like this, this you know, again, showcasing Maru's skill, where it's like, he can he can really fight. Like, I don't know where he learned to fight like that, but he's, he's really good. <laughs> um, and then we have a very emotional scene where, uh, where Kiriko really panicked when she couldn't find Maru. Like, like she like had like a panic attack or she, she was going crazy. Um, you know, that just goes to show their, their relationship and how much it's built where in the beginning, 
I'm sure it was more just like, oh, I'm taking this job, your bodyguard or whatever. But now it's like, oh, no, I, I, I really care about you. Not just like, oh, if I lose you, <laughs> if you die, I don't get paid. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, no, if you like, you know, they are they are kind of close to being siblings at this point. You know, they kind of have that 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 relationship. Um, yeah, like I, I like that. Um, then we have a quick, uh, I think this is the only, yeah, we, we have a quick cut to a little like domed place with all the kids and we have another kid die to that disease. Um, don't know the cause of it yet. I think that's kind of part of the mystery. Um, but then we have a flashback to one of the kids seeing, I believe that kid hanged, like, like he hung himself and it's just like, Ooh, are they kind of like covering it up like there's so much mist again i feel like there's two stories being told <laughs> and i don't know when they're going to diverge on each other because like that whole thing with the whole uh with like the kill what are they with the kids where's the disease coming from what's happening there what what is really going on <laughs> what's really going on in this place because again if that's true where the kid was hanging it's just like whoa why 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 he kill himself why, why what's happening there you know why are they trying to hide it because we know it's not like, oh, well, we're trying to hide it because we don't want to emotionally scar the kids. It's like, yeah, but kids are already dying to this disease that you can't stop, apparently. So it's like, no, you're you're not hiding the fact that they died. You're hiding the fact that they wanted to die. That's, that's what you're covering up because there's something about this place that is not right. Um, then we have basically where I believe probably the next episode is going to go where with the mortal order, right? Um, Mortal Order might be where Heaven is. They, they might be the same name, or it was the same place with different names. Um, that that guy heard there's a doctor there who can keep you alive forever. So that immediately pings Kiriko's radar. Um, you know, he obviously doesn't know what the doctor. He, you know, he's like, I just, you know, I just heard. I don't, I don't know what the doctor looks like. I've, not, I've never actually been to the Immortal Order before. Um, but that immediately is like, all right, new path. I know, I know where we're going. <laughs> We got to go there because if that doctor's still there, that, that'll answer all my questions. It's funny because I don't know. Um, that is one of the mysteries, huh? This show, more than any other show, is definitely full of mysteries. <laughs> just like, what? You know, I feel like this show is very good and I'm very engrossed in everything that's happening. But I'm just like, a lot of answers. A lot of answers that I want that I don't know the show's going to give us. <laughs> um... Yeah, just like, because I still don't know how true this is. Because like, from our perspective, it would be nice. It would be very interesting if it is really Haruki in Kiriko's body that the doctor actually did that. That would be insane. But there's also a slight chance, and I feel like this is like the less fun option. So I feel like they're not gonna go this way because it, it's it would be kind of boring. Um, I mean, it's still interesting, but it's like, it's not as interesting as he put someone's mind in someone else's body, you know? And also like, why, you know, like was, was like Kiriko's mind dead or something, you know, like it was like, oh, the best of both worlds where it's like Haru's mind was in that was active, but, or was healthy, but his, his body was, um, was too far gone, right? And then reverse for Kiriko, where it's like she went brain dead or something, but 
her body was fully intact. So he was just like, all right, take a piece of that, take a piece of that, put them together. Now we got a, 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 one human that gets to live instead of two humans that get to die. Um, or was it more so like, I don't know, there's lots of possibilities there. But the, the, the boring option would be, oh, no, it is just trauma. It is just Kiriko is so traumatized by what happened that she is she's convinced herself she has put a, a a a a padlock on her brain, and she's convinced that she is Haruki. Um, again, I feel like that's interesting. You know, I feel like if that is the way they go with it, there's a lot of really cool things they could do with that. Um, I mean, obviously, the more interesting thing is like, oh, we put someone in someone else's body, and now they're alive, and now they're freaking out. So, um, yeah. And then the very end, um, we have two things that I think maybe connect to each other. Um, we have the guy who pulled out this like vile thing and, uh, apparently had like a man eater part in it or something, um, that I imagine he was going to bring back to the mortal order to like study, you know, get the scientist on it to maybe, I don't know, help defeat them or what they're caused from or something. I don't know. Um, but it like disintegrated. So I guess that's not good anymore. Uh, but the reason I think that's important is because I think it might connect with the very, very, very end of the episode where we cut back to the the dome with the children and they the scientists they like see like a like a part and like it just looked like a weird like scaly rock thing but now that i'm thinking about it it's like oh maybe that was also like a man-eater part it's like maybe there's some connection there that i can't see um there's so many mysteries <laughs> there's so many things what what could what is this show you know, what, what What are the weird baby things? <laughs> what is happening? Why was there a footprint on the wall? <laughs> Why are the kids killing themselves? <laughs> so many questions. Why, why are they freaked out about it? Like, what is it? You know? We need answers. <laughs> we need this. Uh, next, we got Demon Slayer, Swordsmith Village Arc, Episode 3. A little disappointing, I'll be honest. A little disappointing. Not not the episode was disappointing. The episode was great. Um, but a, a little disappointing for, for Tanjiro to like get the sword. It's like it's all rusty. It's like, oh, we can't use this sword. And also, wouldn't it be cool if we pull it out? We could like, it like had the sheen. It's like, oh, it's so cool. But it being all rusty kind of ruined the moment of like, all right, it just kind of looks like a sword. <laughs> you know? Um, and then we have Haganezuka. Uh, will, you know, he's here, he's gonna polish the sword, he gave Tanjiro a temporary one, he's like, alright, we, we, we good for now, I got a sword, we good, um, yeah, so apparently it takes, like, three days and three nights or something to polish it like that, um, so at some point we're gonna see that sword, and it's, it's gotta be crazy, because, like, that is the, the, like, fabled sword, the fabled weapon that, you know, I think, like, makes you better or something, like, it has, like, weird powers or something, um, so at some point Tanjiro's gonna get that, and it's, we're, we're gonna go off. Um, I made a note here that, that, that Nezco is precious, <laughs> just, just Nezco and like, and like, and, and like her little like chibi form is just like protect at all costs, you know, like no, no nothing bad can ever happen to her. <laughs> Something bad happens to her. We all riot. We all riot. We, we stop watching the show. Show's over, <laughs> you know, um, but the, you know, those two things are really cool got sword we got nezuko nezuko 
Uh, but really, the the meat of the episode, and probably would uh, I would say probably a good chunk of the next maybe couple episodes or so is gonna be is gonna be this fight, right? We got the upper rank is here, upper rank. Yeah, I don't know what number they are. Um, five, maybe. I don't know. No, no, no. I think the, I, I think the other demon was five. I don't know what this one is, but um, there's a couple ranked demons here. One of them we is, is not engaging in battle right now. He's somewhere else doing something. I don't know. But the other one, the other one that was like super nervous and uh, you know like jittery and stuff, he's here. And uh, we thought, and at, at this point. It's like, okay, all the fights have to kind of stack on top of themselves, right? Where it's like, every big fight has to play with our expectations, but it also has to acknowledge the information that, that we've already received from previous fights, right? So it's like, this demon, right? Like, Tokito, Hashira, right? He's he, He's got the skills. So he immediately cut off his head. It's like, okay, cool, fight's over. No, fight's not over. Because we've already established that, that demons, most demons die when you cut off their head. But, especially upper ranks, don't. That's what we've seen in it last season, right? It's like, oh, the demon didn't die. He was, he was cool. <laughs> he was chilling. Um, and so this one is like a hydra. <laughs> you cut off the head. The head grows a body. Body grows a head. Now you got two. That's a guy. Well, it's worse. It's worse now. Um, so I imagine, I wonder where you have to cut them then. Do they only grow if you cut off the head? So like, if, if they were to cut off one of the demon's arms, would the arm grow a body and the body would grow its arm back? Or is it only when you separate the head? Because I was thinking you, you, you cut them right in, right, right below the rib cage. <laughs> you just cut them in half. There you go. You got them. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I'm, I don't know that I, as, as, as a demon slayer, I wouldn't be afraid of, of two legs, you know? Wouldn't be afraid of it. Also, wouldn't be afraid of an upper body. What are you going to do? You going to walk around on your hands? Not afraid of that. I got a sword. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like a hydra, you know? Um, and then we got that like fan thing. One of them has a fan, which is super powerful. That was crazy. Um, it, it, was, it was really cool they did it, too, because, you know, it... It wasn't just like whoosh. All right, blue back. It was, it was wait until Tokido gets super close, and then we're gonna whoosh, and then for like two seconds nothing happens, right? It's just like well that was like, it, <laughs> it gives you enough time to think to be like well that was dumb. Like, what kind of weapon is a fan? Like that didn't even do anything. You missed, you know, and then boom it just cuts to Tokido getting launched, <laughs> just launched through the wall through the building. 50 meters away or something, you know, just, just getting long. It's just, oh, that was cool. That's a crazy weapon too. Like fighting against wind seems impossible. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to beat wind. Um, and then Genya is here. So that's cool, right? He's, he's got a gun. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we've seen anyone have a gun yet. So that was okay. Bring a gun to a sword fight. That doesn't seem fair. Um, gun doesn't really do anything though. I feel like shooting them in the head would be enough, you know, just kind of like take out their head. Uh, but then he, he he cuts off their heads again. I'm just like, what are you doing? And then Tanji was like, you fool. <laughs> you cut off their head, you grow more of them. You know? So now we got four people to deal with. And it's just like, what are, you, what, what are we doing? 
and it's funny because they are all their own like entity where it's like the one that was carrying tanjiro with it with their like eagle legs was like oh man it's great i haven't i haven't been separated in so long so it's like it's it's interesting how like it's like uh you know it's like those like russian dolls that like you open it and there's another doll inside then you open it there's another doll inside it's kind of like that where it's like there's like i don't know how many but there's many 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 like demons like trapped inside the one body and they're unlocked when you <laughs> when you when you cut off the head and they can like regrow it's an interesting concept uh i mean it is just like it is like almost like a hydra but in this sense they're not all attached to one body you know um and uh yeah and so they, they basically ends they come up with the conclusion that they the like true body their their like true form must be somewhere else you know like killing any of these are not going to do anything we have to find the true body um so that'd be cool for them to find um and then we see tokito about to go off like he's he, he's gearing up for something he's about to go crazy <laughs> so I, I can't wait for that uh but yeah great great episode um you know, again, I've, I always, you know, the, the fight scenes, I feel like it are always the like shining moments of the show. I'm not saying the story isn't, isn't good, right? It's good. I'm not saying just the little character moments are good because they are, but like the, the fight scenes, you know, you got, you got Ufotables, you know, uh, their, their animation is crazy. So, you know, whenever we go, whenever we got a good fight scene, it's like, all right, we're, we're here now. We're, we're ready. Three episodes in, we're ready. Um, so yeah. Next we got Mobile Suit Gundam, which for Mercury episode or season two episode three. Um, yeah, yeah, we got some good stuff here. There is uh, learn a lot more about the Earth stuff, and uh, just more, just more like politics, I would say. Um, so we got Ghoul. Ghoul is there on Earth. He's he's being held prisoner. He's being force fed. Um, you know he's gonna be using like a bargaining chip. So it's good to see he's still alive. You know I feel like we've kind of come around on Ghoul. You know, he's definitely one of those characters, right? He's, you know, kind of following that arc of, like, someone that we don't like and someone that sort of gets redeemed a little bit. And now he's at, like, the lowest of the low. And he's and he's going to come back. And he's gonna, he's probably going to be a fan favorite by the end of the season, I feel like. Um, which is, like, his, his journey and, like, his transformation as a character. Um, and then we have Nika. She, she's a prisoner to those Earthians. She's getting demolished, right? Because, you know, she was kind of... She's kind of in bed with them, um, which is very sad for us because she was she she was supposed to be the good one, <laughs> and now and now she's kind of paying the price for it. But we we see that like I don't really blame her though because I feel like she didn't do that willingly. Like she wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna betray everyone. It was more so like she she did it to like help herself and help her family and all that. Um, she was kind of like forced into the role, so I'm not mad at her. But but I can't wait until those those guys. What is it? The uh, Dawn of Fold. Oh no no no! They're they're called something else. I, there's there's too many names for too many groups. Okay. Benerit Company. What I did too too many names. All right. Um. But yeah. Speaking of Dawn of Fold, uh, a lot of the episode is is devoted to them. Um. They're able to they they like battle their pursuers right. They're trying to get out of there, evacuate. But people coming out, I don't know who those people are, I'll be honest. Um, but we see a lot of them battling and trying to make us, you know, have some sort of connection to them. I don't really care. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't really care too much. Um, you know, it is what it is. We're going to jump back to Ghoul. 
um, Ghoul's not able to save that child, unfortunately. But again, it is it is like his intentions that I feel are really turning the character more and more to our side, more and more to something that that we want and we want to root for, rather than the very beginning where like, ah, oh, this guy sucks. Is <laughs> he's just like, oh, he's he's really good at this. He thinks he's on top of the world. Um, but then everything gets ripped from him, and then he he starts to realize, right? It's, 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 a, it's a very classic character uh, character transformation, right? You gotta hit rock bottom to realize who you really are and, and what's really important to you. Um, and then Ghoul, uh, he he he's given freedom, and he declares that he is going to save his dad's company. Um, so we'll, we'll see, you know. We'll see exactly what happens when he comes back, you know. I don't know that he exactly wants, <laughs> he's exactly ready for what is waiting for him when he gets back, but we'll see. Um, and then Miorina is told that Quiet Zero was her mother's idea. So again, just more little like politics stuff, history stuff, you know, more and more information on like what, what she's inheriting um, and like what she has to deal with because like all the stuff is still happening. <laughs> um... Yeah, like, like learn more about her dad and all that, and the relationship, and how this all spawned. So, um, a lot, a lot of pieces. You know, I'm kind of waiting for everything to kind of come together. You know, because we have, um, we have Suleta and like how she's dealing with the Gundam stuff and Ariel and what she is, all that. Uh, you know, Prospera with her all like Quiet Zero stuff. Um, Miurine trying to deal with like figure out what because like her, her dad ain't doing well so now she's kind of taking a bigger role and everything um you know nika or trying to <laughs> or just trying to do right you know you know ghoul coming back so there's, there's, there's a lot of players in play a lot of a lot of things happening you know although for, you know from what i've read about gundam you know i feel like that is traditionally the whole like gundam formula where there's like there's a lot of stuff going on so um, next, Insomniacs After School, episode three. Um, yeah, this, you know, this was great. Again, more so developing, uh, Nakami's and Magari's relationship and, um, introducing a nice character, Shiromaru, to the mix. So, um, Shiromaru knows a lot about the camera stuff, right? They were a past member of the Astronomy Club, um, so they kind of go to them for advice, for help, all that stuff. Um, we see more about him. He's like super self-sufficient. He owns, manages the arcade, I think, right? Um, but yeah, so he, he, he comes in um, and, and he helps them take better pictures. Um, and it's, it's just a really nice moment because this is something that Nakami and Magari, uh, you know, it's not something that they necessarily love. They didn't come into this being like, oh, I want to join the observatory, the astronomy club, you know? It's more so something that they're doing out of necessity because they're like, well, we need the observatory. We need access to the observatory. So we're going to join We're gonna join and basically reform the astronomy club. And uh, that's how we'll do it. You know, but I feel like as they're going further and further, they are actually growing to like the astronomy stuff, you know, because even when Shirimaru kind of shows them how to take good pictures and they see the really good picture, they're like, whoa that's crazy, you know, like, that's, it looks so good, and the stars, and the light, you know, um, so that's nice, um, you know, but even Shiromaru being a character, like, you know, you know, at, at the, at, at the end of that, they're like, 
oh, you know, can we, you know, can we come by with any questions or whatever? And Shirma was like, ah, you know, I might, you know, I, you know, I might want to, might want to come by the observatory sometime. And it's like, oh, it's even better, you know, you know, because they were super, they were like hesitant because they're like, oh, you know, we don't want to like waste Shirma's time, like which some high school kids, like whatever, you know. But then it turns out that not only are they not wasting her, uh, are they not wasting his time, he wants to be more a part of it. You know, he's like, oh, I love this, you know, you know, because I mean, it, it was also just him at some point, right? Isn't that what he said? Um, you know, so now he has a couple other people. It's like, oh, this, this is great. It's awesome. We have another character, too, that, that we can kind of follow and learn more about and, you know, interact with Nakami and, and Magari. So that's cool. Um then we jump through a uh, quick question I had. Why was why was Kurashiki in a tent? <laughs> she just kind of like crawled out of the tent in the observatory. It's just like, what? what, what? <laughs> why were you in the tent? <laughs> if you're setting up the tent, that's cool. But like, you don't need to be in a tent to set it up. <laughs> you know? That's not, that's not how tents work, generally. What were you doing in the tent? <laughs> just chilling in there? Um... Then they have a couple really good plans, right? So they have a plan, you know, kind of a, a, a like larger plan where they're going to hold a meteor shower party. They're going to invite everyone in school, but then other people like in the town or whatever. And that, you know, that's going to get more eyes on the club because right now they, you know, they need to prove that this club should still exist, right? That they, um, that's valid. You know, we don't want the club to get shut down. We want to earn some funding to get better equipment or whatever, you know, help maintain things, so, you know, we need to, you know, this isn't just, like, a front, like, they, like, they actually need to, uh, physically, um, you know, do the club, <laughs> you know what I mean, and so they're like, okay, cool, so we're gonna hold, like, a, there's a meteor shower happening soon, we're gonna hold, like, a, like, a, 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 like, viewing party, right, where everyone's gonna come by, we're gonna maybe have a telescope or whatever, um, and we're just gonna have people come out and watch the club and have, have a good time, hang out. Um, you know, that'll kind of get more eyes, more attention on this sort of thing. So, there we go. You know, um, and then also they have another idea where there is a, um, a like a, like uh, photography photography contest. Um, I, I I think it's specifically around like stars or like nighttime sky type deal. So it works perfectly for them. And it's like, okay, well, you know, here's another idea. Part, you know, partake in the photography contest. And if you win a prize and get some money, um, one, that's money that can go towards the club, right? But then also, um, the school will look at you as like, oh, okay, you're, you're doing work, like you're winning. Because like, that's how it works a lot with like sports clubs, where it's like, well, if you're losing, <laughs> like if your soccer team is trash, school's probably not going to divert a lot of the funding to you. It'll probably divert it to the uh the like swim team that's like racking up wins you know we're, we're gonna put our money towards toward the winning stuff that will attract students to our school right um you know so that's kind of a thing too where it's like oh you're you're, you're winning prizes the, this club over here winning, winning monetary prizes okay okay so um yeah, and then with the very end again, more more Shiromaru stuff, which I love. Um, I, I already love, I already love the character so much. Um, 
we see that they have a nice little routine with like the doing the food and packing it up and even bringing the cat, which I thought was funny. Um, but even like setting it up and like cooking the food outside, like it was, it was a nice little routine that they have. You know, you know, you can tell that they truly enjoy this, that they love spending their time doing this, that they that they have a little routine that they do, uh, you know, whenever they want to go out. Um, so that's 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 really nice. Again, it's it's kind of peeling back the curtain of more and more of like what his life is, right? Um, and like what you know what they enjoy doing and all that stuff. Um, and then the relationship with Nakami and Maguri, where it's like, oh, you know, you, you know, him, like taking these nice pictures, it's like, oh, it's so nice. And then them, like, wanted to send them to Nakami and Maguri, um, but them, like, not really sure. Like, I think overall, it's more so them not sure about, like, their relationship with Nagami and Maguri. It's like, oh, are we, like, are we friends? Like, should I send this? You know, it's also, like, super late, and they're, like, they're in high school, like, they should be sleeping. Like, I don't want to bother them, you know. It was, like, super super high hesitancy and then the cat uh rollo comes over just nudges the hand and has him uh you know has him send them and it's the best possible scenario right where nakami magari read it and respond immediately and like oh this is so good how'd you do this like all oh, the frame the composition you know are you outside right now taking pictures that's crazy um it's just like you and then we cut to to shiramara and just like the joy on his face is like oh that's that's what we live for, you know. And it's also funny because you know, he's like, "Oh, they're they're such night owls." And it's like, "Dog, you have no idea. <laughs> they don't sleep at night." Which I could see at some point them uh, them them telling Shiromaru, especially if Shiromaru gets like super close to them. Um, but yeah, again, this is just a nice show, man. You know, this is definitely you know, like I said, this was the one that I'm gonna mention every time was always my my like sleeper pick for the season, where it's like I don't feel like too many eyes are on this show um i mean definitely not with all like the sequels and like you know some of the super heavy hitters um but so far the show was, was really really solid um yeah and lastly oshinoko episode three um the non-sequel fan favorite of the season we have uh yeah this one was more uh, more like Kana focused, like that little relationship there. Um, so we have uh, you know Kana catching up with Aqua, and uh, you know Kana wants to convince Aqua to join uh, her her production that she's on her you know her little TV drama that she's doing, and he doesn't want to do it right because we know Aqua is not you know Aqua doesn't really want to act right that's not his thing, even though he's really good at it. Um, but he eventually comes around because he believes the producer of the show when when connor reveals what his name is um you know he believes that he might be a person of interest you know because he remember he remembers seeing his name in i's phone you know you know they're like phone book like you know contact list um so it's like oh they're a person of interest at the very least they might have more information on i possibly more interest as to other people that i was close to maybe even the dad um at most <laughs> he might be our father <laughs> So, lots of questions there. Um, so he's like, oh, I gotta get it, right? Um, you know, and I love the the scene there where he connects those dots and it cuts to his face and he's like, like, <laughs> he looks like a villain. <laughs> he looks like a villain in that moment. Like the shading on his eyes and like the like crazed look in his eyes of like, oh, there's a, 
there's a we we might have it <laughs> you know um, remember he is he, he he wants to kill this man he he really wanted he's definitely gonna kill his father <laughs> so um and also with with that whole scene um we see that he was he was very determined like he had i's phone and he was trying to break into it but it had a passcode and so he spent three years inputting different numbers to get into it because you can only input so many um you know i mean it's it's similar so i know that like uh not like iphones do this i'm sure other phones do this too um i mean I'm, i don't know that my phone does it i don't ever type in I mean, I feel like nowadays people don't really have passcodes anymore. They just like have the little, uh, like, like the face ID or the, or the fingerprint, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I know that was like a meme at some point with like, with, uh, with, with iPhones because, um, you know, if you, if you get it wrong like five times in a row, it like blocks you out for like a minute or like five minutes or something. No, but I think the more like, you know, so if you were wait the five minutes and you were get it wrong again, it would up it to like, okay, 10 minutes now. Like, oh, 20 minutes now. And so like, there, there's like memes about like, oh, if you keep doing it, like your phone is locked for six months. <laughs> it's just like, okay, this is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so, so that's the whole thing there. We can only do, I, you know, I think it was like once every like 10 minutes or something you could, you could type in a, a, a wrong answer. So we spent three years and he finally unlocked it. Like that's that's the term that's that's determination if I've ever seen it. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, onto the show. The show is terrible. The show is awful. Um, the writing not good. Uh, the actors and actresses for the most part not good. Um, because the whole point of it is you know it is just like it is just like advertising basically because they basically cast um, you know pretty much everyone in the show. Um, you know, at least all the dudes were just like models and, you know, they did other stuff. So like none of them are really actors. (laughs) Um, so it's just like bad, really bad acting. Um, kind of though, incredible. Um, and it, it really sucks because, uh, you know, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, she, she kind of talks about this and she's like, yeah, when the, when the, when the mangaka, uh, which is the, the manga author of the source material, when the when the mangaka kind of came in uh very disappointed very disappointed when she when, when she saw the show she was like nah nah not good not good you are you have ruined this <laughs> you know which, which is funny you know i feel like that is probably a big worry for a lot of you know because like could you imagine putting so much hard work into this story that people really enjoy and then it gets adapted and you're like, oh, it's incredible. It's going to be adapted. More people are going to watch it because there's tons of people who only watch anime and don't read manga, right? Um, but it sucks. Oh, oh, no. Okay. Well, this is this is anime, but, you know, I'm, obviously this is a live action TV drama. But still, like, you, you're, you're, your story gets adapted in any way, right? Live action, anime, whatever. Video game. <laughs> and it's bad. You're just like, I, I signed off on this. This is what we're doing? No. 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 You know, it's just like, well, whatever, I guess. You know, and then even Kana, um, you know, we, we have this moment where she's talking to Aqua and, uh, you know, it's not that, that Kana learned how to cooperate. You know, when she was younger, she was really, really good. But, you know, but that kind of made her stand out. Um, you know, and it also kind of came off as her, like, showing off. You know, and it's like, well, 
other you know you have to work with other actors and actresses like you can't just like if you stand out too much it's going to make us all look terrible and then the production itself is going to be bad you know so you kind of have you know and so you know so that's how she kind of learned to do that where she, where she is very accommodating of everyone else she you know uh, that's kind of her reputation now where she makes everyone else look good you know she kind of plays to everyone's strengths um and especially with a show like this um you know that's why you know even um you know when they were watching like aqua ruby and the mom the the fake mom were watching it they're like they're watching kana and they're like well wasn't wasn't kind of like a like like a better actor than this <laughs> why why is she so bad but you realize that oh she's she's like dumbing down her acting to match everyone else and it's like that's that's great it doesn't make her look good on camera but on behind the scenes i guess it's really nice because like oh she she's known for this the terrible thing though is the very end of the episode where aqua hears the producers and them talk um about the production and they and they and, and they touch on kana and, and they kind of talk about how Kana is, you know, they, they got her for a steal. Where it's like, oh, it's like her, her rates are dirt cheap and she's she's a really good actress. But like she, she kind of makes everyone else look good. And it's odds, oh, uh, well, you know, it's like it's just, it's just not good. Like like the way they talk about her is like a tool and not like a human. It's like oh, it's not good, you know, you know, because even like admitting that that the show's bad. <laughs> And like it's literally just here for for publicity for you know the different actors for all the different male leads in the show. Just like it's just not a good way to talk about your product, you know. And then talk about Kana like that of like, oh, she's she's doing work for us. We didn't even have to do anything. She just comes in and makes our jobs easier, and we don't even have to pay her that much. Just like, oh, come on, you know. And then to to kind of juxtapose what Kana was just mentioning earlier of like. She felt like she was getting noticed for her for her skills and her abilities and her her like acting prowess. And then for Aqua to overhear the producers talking and they're not at all complimenting her on that. They're more so just complimenting her on like like kind of being a pushover and like like oh she's good at acting. No, she's good at just like being here and just like morphing into what we need her to be even if it is you need to be a bad actor like it's just the channel leaves a bad taste in your mouth and so i really hope next episode somehow like i don't know if aqua's gonna tell her now we'll say like i've you know i've i've read the manga i'm not caught up in it but i am definitely way past where the, the show's gonna go i mean again the show's only what 12 13 episodes i'm definitely past that but i, I don't really remember i don't remember how this goes i don't remember if aqua tells her or if, you know, like maybe he just goes off and is because like he is acting in this in this episode, right? Like this is the, this is the finale of the show. It's his time, you know. So I wonder, I, w I wonder what happens here. Yeah, I don't I don't quite remember. Um, but yeah, yeah, good good episode. Again, more so focused on Aqua and Kana. Didn't really see too much Ruby. You know, that was that was more so a lot of uh, a little bit more last episode, but. You know, I mean, you know, it is Ruby and Aqua kind of taking their two paths as to what they want to do in life. So, uh, very cool. Very cool. And that is it. That is it for this week. Um, not another isekai. Um, yeah, great, great episodes all around. We are in that kind of weird section of, of shows, though, where it is like three, four, five, where it's like, we're, you know, we're kind of past the initial setup of the show. Um, but we're still, for many of these shows, in the transition of like, what the rest of the show is going to be, you know? 
Um, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good stuff. Let me know what uh, what shows were your top picks for this week. Because um, I mean, I, th I think all these shows are still killing it. So, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Until next time, watch more anime. Okay.